Before we start the show, I just wanted to reach out and say that if you are loving listening to The Truth Prescription as much as we are loving making it, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and iHeartRadio, to name a few. And come check us out at www.thetruthprescription.com to get more insights and info, because the truth will set you free if you let it. His emotions and thoughts are simply energetic translations of what you believe. This is what I discovered because when someone gets truth at a soul level, I see their emotions and their thoughts change automatically. Gentlemen and ladies, brothers and sisters, people, whoever you are and wherever you are, welcome to the Truth Prescription Podcast. I'm your host. Dr. Sekou Gathers, and each week I interview successful people from around the world and discuss how accepting the truth can propel your career and help you live a life of gusto and purpose. No mantras, no gimmicks, just the truth. So close your eyes and open your ears, and let's get into this. Come on. Good people. Hope everybody is doing well and staying healthy, wearing your masks, washing your hands, wearing your gloves. Welcome to another episode of The True Prescription. Today I talked to Claudette Anderson. This woman has treated over 4,500 people in what she calls the truth method. She's an author, a speaker, and a host of the podcast, Let's Get Truth. We talk about her truth that she gleaned was that the idea of we are not our brain and we are not our program. And we really get into the weeds about how each of us is programmed to, in, in a sense because of what we've learned, what we've experienced, our culture, our parents, uh, where we grew up, those types of things. And most of the time, those things that we have been programmed or, or inculcated, as the preachers say, inculcated in our minds is not the truth. And so we start operating and start doing things from a false place. So that was her truth. We also talked about the different things that she offers as a a truth coach, which is really what she is, and how she healed herself using the truth. We also talked about the importance of understanding that program, that human program. Then we ended with uh, some controversial (laughs) yes or BS questions. That's that. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Close your eyes and open your ears and let's do it. Good people. Welcome to another episode of the Truth Prescription Podcast. I hope everyone's doing well. I'm your humble host, Dr. Sekou Gathers. Hope everyone's staying safe and conscientious during these, uh, we'll call them interesting times. Today, I'm I'm having the pleasure of uh, talking to Miss Claudette Anderson. Hey, Claudette. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, actually, and I'll, and I'll get into why. You, you've helped me with that, and we'll, we'll get into why. Uh, Claudette's an author, speaker, a cancer survivor, and a host of her own podcast called Let's Get Truth, which you know when I saw that title, I was like, I got to have this woman on my show. A few, I think it was last week, she and I actually jumped on a quick call, and she took me through her process, her truth-finding process, and I've got to say... I feel, I felt and feel change from the process. And 
It's interesting because it reminds me of, she tells a story in her podcast about an old stepfather, this guy named Joe, who was a preacher, right, on Sunday, but he was also a Valium addict and beating them on during the week, right? So on the, on the weekends, he was the saint, and during the week, he was not the saint. And right. it made me think about myself, not that I'm beating anybody or have any serious addictions, but my forward-facing, you know, public-facing persona is that of Dr. Sekou Gathers, you know, an arbiter of truth, someone that's been through some things and has learned to use truth as a tool. But even I, going through this process, realized, man, I had I had, and have still so much further to go in terms of my journey and really discovering the truth about myself, you know, what's going on around me, what's going on inside me. So I'd like to thank you for coming, Claudette, to to give the, the guests a, a de- some more deeper, deeper uh, truth. So let, let's just actually, let's just jump right into the truth prescription. For those of us who, you know, have listened to my show, you know, the format for those who haven't, the truth prescription is essentially that as human beings, it's natural for us to ignore truth. It's natural for us to not like truth. It's very uncomfortable. It's something that it's, it's just, we run away. We run away from, we like, we see truth and we like, nah, I think I'll go that way. And it's a natural thing, but it's actually unnatural because the truth is, is, as I say at the end of the show, the only thing that can set you free if you let it. What often happens is once we accept particular truths about ourselves or about the world around us, we have these huge breakthroughs where we can start to see more, do more, be more. So, Claudette, give my listeners a story about something that happened to you in your life that caused a breakthrough from a truth that you either were not aware of or you were just blatantly ignoring. Okay. And I want to say one thing, not a cancer survivor, as in I had cancer and got treatment. I actually had it and it was healed and completely removed. Correct. Um, By other means. No, no, no. I just wanted to point that out because, you know, there are assumptions around how we say something and, and the truth, accessing the truth set me free from cancer. Sure. And then you talked about how we run away. Yes. Well, I, I got free from cancer. Like I, I kept asking, what do I believe that allows this? What's the truth? And then the next five years, I, I don't even know that I asked for truth about anything else. You would think, <laughs> you would think getting healed from stage four cancer was like right. earth shattering, right? right? Right. And everybody's like, that's amazing. And then I just kind of floundered along with what I call my monkey bullshit, yeah. which are all the thoughts that don't support the worry, the you know anxiousness, the mind racing, all of that. I just group that into that category. And it was in 2000 when I had an epiphany. Mm. I was just like, because I had been on this journey of seeking truth and trying to get truth. But, you know, there's that resistance in all of us. Of it's course. so funny. Natural. You know, I'll have people go, yeah, Claudia, I wanted to. And then they run away. <laughs> They're like, this is amazing. And then they run away. Right. So I understand that. And then a year later, they come back and go, I should have done this. And when they do it, they're like, I'm so freaking free. I'm so, you know, they can't believe how easy it is, right? Because my epiphany is we have programming. Okay. So we have programming. Everybody has it. It doesn't matter what your story is to how you got it. If you have a fear of rejection, it doesn't matter what happened to get there. It just matters that you have it. Because the energy around fear of rejection is the same for everybody. It affects everybody in the same way. They can have a different story. 
And so I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. My epiphany was I actually have to get the truth at a soul level. I can't just control my thoughts. Okay. I can't just read a book. What led you to that? What was the, the, the set of circumstances that got you to that point? What got me to that point is I got free from the cancer and it was tested January of 1995. Okay. And that's when the doctor, the doctor's office called me and said, we don't know what you're doing. They thought I was crazy before this. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm getting healed from cancer. They're like, okay, you're a little loopy, right? And before that, the doctor loved me because I worked in corporate. I worked in negotiations for GE Financial. I, I did statistics. You know, I was all that, sure. right? I was like logical and all this. And yeah, but I have that spiritual side too. And I love science. So I was like, I, I think I can get healed. But yet I kept getting tested. Because I'm not the person that's going to run away from medicine either. Like, I think, you know, things are inspired, right? Sure. So medicine and, and healing and all of that as guided can come together and it can be beautiful. So I was like, yeah, I'm not stupid. I'm going to get tested. So I got, I was free January, 1995. Okay. And then for the next five years, I went on a journey of reading books and trying to discover and, you know, we get moments of truth. See, like the truth is always trying to come into your life. That's your intuition, your gut feeling. Like it's always waiting for your mind. And, you know, I call the mind a chihuahua. Now, it's not that I don't love chihuahuas. <laughs> chihuahuas have equal rights too. Right. But there are some, I rescued a chihuahua out of a six-lane highway, like risked my life. This little thing had been hit by a car, but only barely. And I stop my car in the middle of the highway, wow. scoop it up. And we take it to my mom's and we had a cute little chihuahua for the next seven years, but she shook. She's like, uh, all the time. And you can't blame her. She was in the highway and who knows what right, happened to her. PTSD. But at the same time, she would run around. And then when big dogs would come around, she would just bark like she was huge. Okay. And I'm like, you are a snack. Like you're a snack. So she's running around and then she would kind of, you know, like she would get a little toy, maybe your leg, occasionally, not often. But it was funny. So as I was getting the truth and started to realize I'm not my brain. And you're not your brain. We identify with our brain and we're not. And then I, I began to get the truth and I realized I have to go as deep as my soul if I'm to get free from any thought. And that could be the truth inserting when I least expect it, like it happens when we get an epiphany, a gut moment, when we realize it and it bypasses the brain and goes to our soul, or I learned a deeper way to connect and okay. do it rapidly as you experienced yes. last week. Yes. And, and you don't have to meditate for two hours, right? <laughs> and I realized it's like programming because after working with over 4,500 people, I was like, fear of rejection is fear of rejection. Doesn't matter the story that got you there. Fear of failure is fear of failure. Doesn't matter the story, right? right. The energy acts the same way. And it's so easy for us to go negative. Right. Isn't it? Very easy. It's the path of least resistance. It's natural. And, you know, some people say it happens in early childhood. I think it happens upon birth. I think it happens when our spirit comes here. Yeah. Because it's just, 
it's almost like our little, as a little baby, we're even looking for ways to support what is in our soul, which is programmed. Yeah. And I'll go out on a limb and say, it's why the horoscope works. Haven't you ever read something like that and, and said, oh, that kind of sounds like me. Not that you pay attention to it every day or whatever. You might, you might not, but there are characteristics. And I feel like it's kind of like programming. You were born on this date, this time, this whatever, sure. this was what was going on. And this is how you are, or a large percentage of yourself is. And so I'm like, wow, if that's the case, how can we step out of the programming that doesn't support us? Because, right. you know, if, if you're in a thought process that isn't supportive, what do you do? Right. How do you get out of it? Right. Right. And we're, we're going to we're going to get into that for sure. Just to, to encapsulate it for the truth, the truth that you were able to discover is that essentially we are as humans, there's a program that's running and that program determines or dictates our actions and in, in our lives and 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 further it, how do we disrupt the program yeah because everybody has the same now even tony robbins calls it the mind right and there's some other books on the mind yeah right but i call it the programming because it seems like it's constantly running have you noticed how fear is always trying to come over you mm. like it just in the drop of a hat it can yeah. come over you yeah, that's part of the program. For anybody listening that may be saying, what are these guys talking about? Program. I don't I'm not in any program. Just like, think what about are they saying? Right. Just imagine if and I, I like this this analogy. Imagine if whoever you are, wherever you wherever you are in this moment, imagine if you were born in India. Let's say even different parents, but you yourself was born in India. How would your life be completely different? How would your actions be different? How would your thoughts be different? So there is something to be said for our environment, for our parents, for culture, and how we're, you know, basically implanted. Things are, are put in here. Let's go deeper. Okay. Because, because, you know, you have the environment and the culture, but at the base of it, everybody feels not enough or not worthy, or they have a fear of failure, mm-hmm. a fear of rejection, a fear of abandonment. If they're in touch with it, absolutely. I mean, I say everybody, you've had to think about it. It's crossed your mind. If there is a thought that crosses your mind at all, we, if we're on a path of self-improvement, right, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of us would be, that would be listening to this podcast. Correct. Yes. Well, then we might have a tool, right? We might have a tool and we can say, I can deal with my thoughts. I want to go deeper than that. What if you can get rid of that thought right. completely and right. never have to deal with it again? So we could be in India, we could be raised a certain way, we could be raised in Alaska, we could be raised in South America, Africa, you know, Asia. But at the what I've realized is I've worked from people around the world is that the base part of it, I can actually do a truth session with someone and not even know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. And in, in the truth, the eternal truth reaches in and gets rid of that core belief. And it looks like everyone else's core belief that has that belief. And so not everybody will have a fear of abandonment, right? but they'll have a fear of something. And there's about 15 major fears or somebody will feel not enough or not worthy in something or that they might not deserve something. Sure. And then they'll have to go on that journey to try to fix it. However, <laughs> I'm like, let's go deeper yeah. and get to the root belief system in your soul because your soul is running that programming. Your brain is like this beautiful computer and your soul has these files stored in it. 
And so your brain just tells you, I say, pay attention to your thoughts. Don't try to control them. Pay attention to them and let them tell you what you believe because they are. It's a direct thing. They're at, your brain is accessing your little chihuahua. It's like going to get a bone <laughs> in a certain closet, you right, know? Right. It's like going to go get that bone and chew on it. That's why sometimes the thought just repeats and repeats that to always just chewing away. Yeah. And you're like, why do I think this? Or you'll know something. Let's say you can teach your brain so you can read a book. You, you went to school. You're a doctor, mm. right? So yeah. you, you studied, yeah. you taught your brain what you know certain things so you can recall those things too but those are stored in a different area Mm -hmm. and they're not encoded into your soul so this is why we will have what i call a mind screw up okay when when you learn something and you know you know you should believe this way because this feels true you know you should believe it and then you act differently and then the brain starts saying something different. But yet then the brain comes back and tells you, why are you thinking that? You learned this like three weeks ago. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And then this conflict happens. Well, the brain is accessing two different areas. It's accessing what you believe at a soul level. And then it's accessing what you've taught it. But see, what you've taught it, if it's true, needs to go to the soul level. And it needs to actually replace the belief that is non-supportive. And that's what I'm talking about. Because when that happens... Your emotions and your thoughts change immediately because emotions and thoughts are simply energetic translations of what you believe. This is what I discovered because when someone gets truth at a soul level, I see their emotions and their thoughts change automatically. Right. Automatically. So I'm like, that's what they are. They're just translations of what you believe. Does that make sense? No, it makes a lot of sense. And it's, um, it's interesting because. A lot of, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but a lot of talk therapy is centered around really the the mental aspect of of these things, right? Talking about it. But when you really get to an emotional level, which is essentially getting close to the soul level, that's when you can actually have some real uh, treatment or some real advances because these processes or these things that are happening are based in in, in an emotional place. So it's hard to treat something emotional if you're just coming at it from you know, from the mind. And so I think that's, that's really, really important point. And the emotions, since they're energetic translations, see, this is why people run away because they don't want to re you know, they don't want to feel that thing again. Right. Or hear, But see, that's why in the truth method, we don't have to feel it again. We can freeze it right? because we are so powerful. It's just an energy wave. Our emotion is just translating what the belief is. Let the emotion lead you to the belief and then freeze the emotion, go straight to the belief, get the truth. And then your, that emotion will be healed. It will be shifted. And, and so I've had a lot of people go, this was easier than I thought. <laughs> that, yeah, because everything from truth is easy. It's the mind that wants to complicate things and be important. Mm-hmm. Everything from yes. the divine is just very simple, very easy, fast. It, you know, just, it's easy. It's just, if we have a need to be important, we're going to complicate it. Does that make No, it, make, it makes perfect sense. Let's do this. You know, we're, we're talking a, a lot around the process of the truth method, right? On your, on your site, you offer people that are interested one-on-one coaching, which I'm so involves the truth, truth method. And you also offer this truth inner circle, 
Why don't you talk about the two of those things, how they differ and and what you can offer to folk to kind of help them. I actually have three things. So one-on-one coaching is for people that go, I want to move forward. I want to get better, quicker, faster, because it happens. You can take something that you've had for 20 years, tried to work on for 20 years. You can, you know, connect to the eternal truth and get just, just like that. Affected, yep. like it's just freedom. I, I've, I've experienced it <laughs> yes. firsthand. Yes, it's amazing. And so I, I tell people, you know, you may only need four to eight coaching sessions at the most 12. But the powerful combination of it is I also have a group program and it's called the Truth Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. And we're just actually starting this evening on, the, on a Truth Inner Circle. And what that does is I share 26 years of information Mm. of everything that's been revealed to me and and emotions and understanding the programming and triggers. Has anyone ever gotten triggered? Have you? Everybody. I definitely have. I got triggered 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Well, not 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes before this episode started recording. So yeah, absolutely. And everybody listening, if you, if you're honest, you know, you get triggered. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I used (laughs) to get triggered and my name was the red terror. It's so embarrassing. Like it's not embarrassing. It's just funny now because it's just not who I am, but it's who I used to be. Cause I would get very angry really fast Mm. and it was my way of protecting myself. Right. So it was really cool when I discovered the truth method, I got the download on most of it. I had a beautiful lady show me how to connect at a higher level. And I worked with her for a few months. She fired me. She totally fired me. (laughs) Talk about rejection. Um, But she was like, I can't help you. You're too traumatized. Literally. She said, I don't think I'm trained to help you. She loved me. She did it in a loving way, but I was walking out and that's when the truth dropped into me. I'm going to show you how to do this in a more efficient way. And, and, and others will be able to learn and do it also. Okay. I was like, cool, I'm in, right? right. So it, it's just kind of interesting how fast this can happen and how fast we get triggered. And what I discovered is when we get triggered, a belief that is false has been hit up against by someone else. And it's a false belief about your identity. I would get triggered a lot. And so when I realized that, that's what the truth showed me. I was like, okay, every time I got triggered, I would do a truth session after and go, okay, I got really angry, which I believe that allowed this. And after a few times, I quit getting triggered. Right. And, and it's kind of interesting when you know, someone's saying something or doing something and your, your chihuahua mind is going, shouldn't we be upset? Like your trauma is running around looking for the trigger, trying to find that bone to chew on. <laughs> and your spirit is like, no, nah, I'm good. Right, let them right. talk. Let them, t- you know, let them talk. And a lot of times I'll say, what do you need from me? You haven't asked for mm. when someone gets triggered or, you know, and if I do get triggered, I'm not saying I'll never get triggered again. It just doesn't happen often. But if it does, I know what to do. See, right. that's the cool thing about knowing how to do this yourself, sure. which the truth inner circle takes you through a step-by-step okay. process Got to it. do that. Right. It teaches you how to be able to do it yourself. Got it. Right. Got if it. you want a base level, I also have an online truth method, sure. which is, you know, it's it's a it's less of a version than the inner circle, but it teaches you and, and helps you practice. 
right? right? The basics of the truth method. Then you have the truth inner circle. Then you have the one-on-one coaching. Sure. But yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that's great. So I think that's good. People have a good sense of kind of, you know, what, what you offer. One thing I saw on your Instagram that I wanted to ask you about, I thought was interesting is this, this quote that you, people should take a leap of strategic faith. And I yeah. like, and I like that. <laughs> Talk to us about how one or we could take that leap of strategic faith. And what does that mean to you? Yeah, I think uh, when we can connect to the eternal truth, we get the guidance, mm-hmm. right? Why would you jump off of a cliff and go, I think I can fly or I just believe I can fly? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm like, what are you doing? But, right. you know, before you take that leap, you can move rapidly, but get that internal guidance. Okay. And I don't have a fear of failure. I used to, I don't now because I know that failure is a teacher for me and it shows me. And there's something about moving through that process in understanding what works and what doesn't that gives you depth and it creates a certainty in your energy. And I love that part of it. So I love that part of exploring what works and what doesn't work. And if it doesn't work, it freaking doesn't work. It has nothing to do with who I am. Right. See, so many people uh, relate failure to their identity. Mm. And that's that's part of the programming and it's bullshit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But if you take a leap of strategic faith, you've asked for the guidance. You've gotten that path laid out for you and now you can jump. Yeah. You can jump because you have wings, right? Right. Right. You you have actual wings, right? Versus before where you have to have wings. Don't right. just jump off the cliff. Right. Have a bungee cord or wings. I mean, my God. Yeah. When I hear strategic, I think about like, it, it's nice because there's definitely a certain combination of being, I don't want to say spiritual, but being like in tune and having a certain amount of consciousness when you're doing something and also having a little bit of facts, right? So it's kind of like when you uh, decided, listen, I'm not going to do this surgery. Something else is telling me, but I'm still going to go back to the doctors and get the tests. So that combination of the two, almost like using reality or using the tools that we have here on this plane and then using other, you know, I'll just call it intuition together mm-hmm. is a very powerful combination. Yes. Very powerful and combination, science yeah. actually supports the truth. Yeah. And, and throughout the Truth Inner Circle, I post article after article of studies on intuition that gut feeling that guidance and why it's so effective mm-hmm. and the receptors that are within the area of our body, how it bypasses the chihuahua. So when it bypasses the chihuahua, the programming doesn't have effect over the gut feeling. Right. That's right. What, and, and so what the truth method is, because I believe the eternal truth, it gives us our intuition, gives us that gut feeling. We're bypassing the mind and we're getting in the habit of listening to that and communicating with that guidance. And then when we need it, we can have it not just randomly. Right. Right. Okay. So that's a good, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. No, it's, it's, it's a great thing. It's a great mm-hmm. thing. Let's jump over to uh, yes or BS. Okay. I love this. I feel like I'm on a game show. I'm like, so, I'm on a game show. <laughs> or as you say, yes or bullshit. <laughs> I'll make a statement and uh, you can say yes or BS and then you can tell us why you think uh, it's either or. Okay. Number one, psychotherapy is very therapeutic. I would have to define therapeutic. I would think that <laughs> if you want to talk about your, your feelings and your emotions, it's very effective. Okay. 
That's how I'm going to do it. Okay. I can't say yes or yes. It just depends. It depends on how it's defined. Okay. But, you know, a lot of people that have gone through therapy that have talked to me said they've become close with their therapist. It, they like talking it through. Yeah. So I think in that way, it's effective, right? Like, okay. Okay. In that way. So I'm defining in that. In that way. Yeah. Okay. And I respect psychotherapy. When I, when I say therapeutic, I mean... <laughs> In the strictest sense of therapy, some uh, a substance that's going to cure. So when I when I have a, a pneumonia and I take a therapy, you're me up. You're ne- me up. Pneumonia is gone after I take the therapy. <laughs> There's no little piece of pneumonia still in there, hanging out, chilling. Okay, so I'm going to say this then. Uh huh. If the practice of that psychotherapy accesses the soul and the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. If it does not access the soul and the truth, then it won't reach the programming and that issue will come back up. So no. Okay. Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. Uh, number two, uh, this one, um, it's a little controversial, but I'm bringing it up because. Little. Yeah. <laughs> like the first one was. <laughs> Oh, this is more controversial, but I'm bringing it up because it connected to our truth session. Okay. okay. Number two, pedophiles are also victims. Oh my goodness. You are setting me up. Okay. Let's talk about this for just, these are not yes or BS answers. (laughs) Okay. So if everyone is programmed and if they have not learned how to break free from the programming, and the programming controls us. Yes. So every religion that I've studied says we are what we believe. And that's where I went. There were two things that I went after when seeking my freedom, because this was all about me getting free first. Sure. I wanted to be free. Sure. I was in torment internally. Yeah. And I wanted that stopped. I'd been through abuse. And I, I wanted to be free from it. And I wanted to stop telling the stories. They say, change your story, change your life. Well, how the freak do you change the story if you don't get healed? So what I begin to understand on my journey through the truth is that even those that attack us have the programming. And if they have beliefs that are causing them to act that way and they don't know how to get out of it, they are victims of that programming too. Now, that does not excuse what they did or their behavior, but it creates the energy for forgiveness. And forgiveness is extremely powerful for your soul's healing. Because until you can forgive, until you can see the 360 degree view of you, whoever attacked you or harmed you, the whole picture from the divine view of the truth, it's really hard to forgive. Yeah. And you know, that, per- that other person, the attacker, the pedophile, whoever it is, they're in programming, they're in their own darkness to even act in that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. And many pedophiles have said, I can't control it. Right. I can't control. You know, they've said that we've had these studies. We've, I've read this extensively and my stepfather really beat my mother more than my brother. And I was, he was abusive with all of us, but my mom got the brunt of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got excessive chores. I basically felt like a slave on certain days. However, you know, he was just trying to control everything. But I view him now as a soul that had programming that caused him to behave in a way 
that was not glorifying his true identity. Right. Okay. Right. His spirit without that programming would have been magnificent. However, no one knew how to help him. And, and you know what? He might not even have chosen the help. So, I, you know, right. my, my brother and I beat him up. So, I'm, I mean, to get him out to save our lives. Like right. we did. And I would not change that for anything. Right. I mean, you have to have that healthy boundary and certain behavior is not acceptable. And I don't condone it. However, I understand it. And there's a difference. And so in that way, everyone is a victim to the programming that is negative and does not support the magnificence of their spirit. We all are. And that's why getting the truth is so important because your life depends on it. And it's happening whether you acknowledge it or not. You are what you believe. So let's make sure we believe the good stuff. Make sense? Makes perfect sense. That's a very um, long and comprehensive answer. And it sounds like you're saying yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, have you I ever noticed to, how girls just like to talk? I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to bring this up because I just wanted to accentuate that when we went through our own truth session, you know, my own um, abuse, uh, sexual abuse as a child, I have worked on for many years. And in our session was the first time I was actually able to physically see, I don't want to go into details, but I could physically see what was happening behind the scenes to my abuser as I was being abused and it was super yeah. profound has helped, you know, help, has helped me a lot really try to almost feel completely healed of it. Just to close the door on that particular scenario situation. So it's kind of a hard thing to say, you know, a pedophile is also a victim, but um, I think to your point, when you get to the level of forgiveness, you can really start to see the truth, right? It becomes very simple. Things open up. It's a hard truth to deal with because I think that for so many years, it maybe six or seven years ago, I, I finally got what you said at the end there, which was just because someone did something to you doesn't mean, and you forgive them, doesn't mean what they did is right, right? Sometimes I, oh, I, you feel yeah. like if you, if you forgive someone, you're condoning behavior and you're not, you're right. just forgiving them, <laughs> right? Well, you know, as long as there is unforgiveness, there is an energetic connection between you and the person that harmed you. And it is constantly draining your energy and stunting your growth of your soul. So when you understand that, do you want that? Well, but then you don't want to fake forgiveness because I call bullshit on that. Oh, I forgive him. That's bullshit. You have to forgive. It's an experiential part of what happens in your heart and yeah. your soul. For many, and that's when it's true forgiveness, right? For, for many, you know, absolutely. For many years, I thought um, I was, I had forgiven the person and blah, blah, blah. Maybe about five years ago, the guy randomly reached out to me on um, LinkedIn and I felt all of it. And I hadn't thought of him or talked to him in 20 years. And all of this stuff flooded back in. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess not. You know, I didn't respond to him, but my inside responded. So, I mean, was it an apology that he reached out or no, was it like, no, hey, what's no, it was just uh, an attempt to connect. You know how yeah. like if somebody like on Facebook, on LinkedIn, like if somebody wants to connect with you, they basically just say, right. you get a notification that this person is trying to connect with you. There was no message and I didn't respond. So uh, I'm anyway. sorry that happened. I mean, it just, it shows there's a lot of people walking around asleep. They don't understand what is in their soul and they mm -hmm. feel like they're, 
controlled by that and they are because it's the programming yeah. you know I, can i show can i share with you the symbolism like the visual of how the programming works sure can i share that real quick share, okay. share with the listeners so you got a cadillac you know it could be a 1959 cadillac it's it's a convertible mm -hmm. right okay. it's all painted up it's restored it looks great you're gonna drive it okay right. and you walk out and you have a valet and the valet leads you to the back seat and he opens the back seat door and you sit down and you're like, whoa, I thought I was going to drive this. Right. This is my life. This is my car. And then you glance up front and there's this chihuahua driving <laughs> right. the car. Like this chihuahua is driving. Right. And then you're like, wait a minute, there's somebody else in the front seat. Who is it? It's a monkey. It's a monkey. And it's holding some bullshit. And it's looking at that. And, it, and the chihuahua is like, where do I go next? And the monkey goes, <laughs> here, over here. <laughs> And it's navigating based on your monkey bullshit. Right. So that is happening whether we like it or not. And we, we don't like our, our ego doesn't want to hear that. We want to be in control. Right. You know? But control is an illusion. You can't control everything. No. So, I mean, it's exhausting to try to do it. So, so when we realize that this is how the setup is in this earth, in this realm. Oh, well, what, what's my monkey going to hold instead of the monkey bullshit? Put some good shit in there yeah. and then enjoy the ride, right? right. And then you can look over and go, Cadillac. yeah, turns out this is good. Life is good. <laughs> right. Cadillac is riding nice. It's yeah. and, but you're driving. You're actually driving, right? You're driving based right. on what you believe. I was just following that. It's just a computer. Yeah, and for sure. you know, I, I'll even go so far to say this body is a beautiful AI system. I mean, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought, I don't belong here? Why am I here? Or I feel like I'm from somewhere else. Or you've looked at your hand and you go, this doesn't even, this is weird. I can move my hand, but it doesn't <laughs> feel like me. You know, I would even say, and I can't prove it, right? So right. I would even say, I, I picture my body as a beautiful AI system and my soul is running it. And what runs my soul is my spirit in the eternal truth. So my body is a servant of my soul which is a servant of my spirit, which is a servant of the eternal truth. And that's the hierarchy. All right, Claudette, listen, thank you so much for coming on A True Prescription. I think my uh, listeners got a nice dosage today, a nice injection, five cc's of, uh, of truth. Oh, there we go. And I and, say, uh, you don't have to believe me. Look for the evidence. No, yeah, yeah, listen, and I think, and thank you for saying that. You don't have to believe no. anything anybody says. No, please, it, for the know, love of all things holy. Have your own th thought process. <laughs> Not only your own thought process, but test, test it out. Yeah. Any, yes. Anything anybody tells you, test it, test it. There's different types of philosophies out there. There's very psychological philosophies where you can read 58 books. And there's operative philosophy where you can read something and then actually perform things to test it, test it out. And that's what I, we try to do here on The Truth Prescription, give you things you can test out. Anyway, Claudette, thank you so much. I will uh, sign off as I always do. The truth will set you free if you let it. <laughs>